Hi, and welcome to episode 264 of No Crying in Baseball, the whatever episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend, Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty really? Mouth. Hi, hi. We've gotten that far. We've gotten through six games of the World Series, and we're at whatever. Well, like, that's because we, we stopped at six games, and it wasn't Phillies in six, which was my pick. So then I'm like, all right. Yeah. Fine. Although, so what what gave me a little bit of happy, though, is we were each half right because I said Astros in five, and so I got the Astros part right, and you said Phillies in six, and you got the six part right. So together, we have a perfect prediction. So I think that's teamwork. I. Wow. Yeah. You know, I don't want to cut down teamwork. I have. A, I want to poke a lot of holes in that logic, but yet I like that it binds us together in a happy way. So there I'm going to let that go. Okay. I'm going to let that go, but it's like our first day without baseball and it's weird yeah. I wanted a game seven if I couldn't have what I wanted in six and right. and you know I haven't started on any winter ball or anything so it's, it's been a weird sort of recovery day I may have to like catch up on some like Netflix and Amazon shows I don't know yeah I was too hungover to <laughs> notice much today so uh yeah a and, lot. and why was that where did you go yesterday so yesterday I was at Nats Park and I drank much more there than we usually do because it was a beer fest and that was part part of the point of being there was to sample Mm-hmm. That's it. Sample uh, beer from just a shit ton of breweries. I don't even know how many. There, there were a lot. There were a lot. Crowd size, I thought, was good. It was... Um, was it more full than most of the Nance games we went to this year? <laughs> That's a question. Definitely <laughs> in in the like uh, the concessions front area, yeah, for sure. But uh, I don't know. If people have been spread out into seats... Mm, Close, close. I'm just noticing that you have a beer bottle cap on your baseball <laughs> cap. Is that intentional? Yeah. I mean? Well, it's it, this is a um, a Costa Rican imperial uh, beer hat, and I don't know. I just yeah. I, it's actually this is I really wanted to wear this yesterday, and we were about halfway walking to the metro when I realized I had forgotten my cap, and I was very sad about it for until I had appropriate amount of beers to forget. That and I was sad about my cap, so I just wanted to wear it today. Because, so you were drowning your cap sorrows. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it was it was really good, but the the coolest part was that because we got the vibe the vibe the vibe <laughs> tickets the VIP tickets that Mr. Potty Mouth sprung for because birthday it was a good birthday present. Um, we got to go down on the field and in the dugout and in the batting cages. Wait, did you get to bat in the I, batting cages? We actually bat batted. Yes, we batted in the batting cages. And we got down there early because they opened it for like an hour without beer for just doing fun stuff. And so we went there first and got in pretty closely. And I thought I was going to go back, but then beer distraction and crowds and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, beer distraction is a big problem. But I actually got several what I think were hits yeah. In the batting cage, with there was a real pitcher in there. I don't know well, who you had he a, was. You had a batting practice pitcher. Like you had a batting yeah. cage pitcher, not a machine. No, like was, just like the big boys. It was. That's it was a little nerve wracking. I was a little because there were other people there and stuff. What was but, the pitcher encouraging, or was he like just like staring you down? Like I, you know, he seemed young and friendly. He was smiley. He gave me the two pitch to go alert, and that was about it. Yeah, there was not a lot of conversation. No, no real bonding there. Yeah, okay, no, no, no. But they they did get to wear their Nats uniforms, so there's somebody and connected enough to be able to wear a Nats uniform while pitching in the bullpen or whatever it was, uh, batting cages, batting cages. Yeah, I remember there. I, 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 do, I did see a photo of you making a call to the bullpen, however. Yes, that too. That was in the dugout. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. And and the other thing that was cool in the dugout is they had the little cubbies, I guess, where they shoved their, mm-hmm. their helmets and stuff, and the, the names were still on there. And so I took a picture of um, 
uh, Nelson Cruz was next to Lane Thomas, I think. Uh-huh. Those and oh, yeah, boyfriends. just like to see like little names yeah. there was pretty yeah. cool. And then to walk around the field and we played cornhole between second and third base, and there was a big ass Connect Four between first and second base, and it was just. A festive, festive atmosphere. That's pretty. So, you know, I did a tour of the park when I um, donated blood at Nats Park. And when I was in the dugout, they were showing mm-hmm. the cubbies. And they're like, they're, this, this quiz is like, okay, so why, why, why does this person have two cubbies? Hmm. And I was like, well, they're a switch hitter. Oh. And they're like, oh, good for you. I'm like, that wasn't that hard. I mean, they have like double the, you know, the, the batting helmets and all of that. Double because the they need it like, you know, for the... Yeah, but that's cool. I wouldn't have put it together. Yeah, you would have. Mm, yeah, maybe you would have. You're you're smart. Like I would that. have figured it out afterwards, like on the way home. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is what I meant to yeah. say. On today's show, we've got the World Series wrap up, boyfriend edition, Gold Glove Awards, boyfriend edition. We've got international baseball, and we've, we're looking ahead to the hot stove and new boyfriends to come. Cheers. Cheers, baseball boyfriends. Um, so those are the guys that we are about to pick in the off season because there is something special about them, something cool, and I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I guess you're going to tell us more about that later. So normally I kick off boyfriends right now, but I have a couple of callbacks before we go into the boyfriends. Uh, last week, I believe, when I was give, giving my defense for why I was kind of hoping that the Astros would win. I mean, I feel kind of mixed about it. I definitely had happy Phillies feelings. I like the scrappy guys, but I feel super happy for, for Justin Verlander for finally getting his World Series win after making so many appearances. So go back to last week for details on that, but yay for JV and yay for Dusty Baker. Also, more details on that last week, but we talked about how he is a very old manager. Now he's the oldest who's won the World Series. Before that, he was the oldest who was in the World Series. And now this is just like the the frosting on the cake of an amazing career that's going to get him into the Hall of Fame. And what I think is fun to do is look back on like his early days, like looking at his pictures from when he was a baby player and a rookie is just so amazing. I didn't realize that his playing years were pretty much my formative years. He was, and here we go, just the whole birthday thing, putting it all out there. He started in 68 and then he ended in 86. And so that's from birth to high school graduation for me. So and all that time was and Dusty's when, been with you all of that, that time. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. And then, of course, we all know he came back and managed a whole bunch. When he started as a manager, he was the youngest at the time. I think it was like 42 in 1993 with the Giants and the opposing leadoff hitter on his first game as manager with the Giants for the Cardinals was Jeronimo Pena. Wait, Otherwise, Pena sounds familiar. Father of Jeremy, who I'm going to be talking about in just a little bit. But it's just like, I, I just love to see like the cosmic trends, like these full circle things. So now he's managing the son. He started managing when the father was playing. Dusty's old. <laughs> That's and old and, 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 and deserving. deserving yes. for sure. I mean, I do not begrudge Dusty. I'm a little mm. ticked about the Astros, but I can't complain yeah. about Dusty getting the World Series ring right. as a manager. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Trey Mancini. Of, of, you know, of, of all the Astros, yes. Dusty yes. and Trey. Absolutely. And and one thing I've, I've enjoyed seeing Spanish language interviews with Dusty, he played, I think, in Puerto Rico. I really should have looked this up. Um, but his Spanish is functional. Functional at best. Uh-huh. But he can and he can understand questions and answer them. And that's that means a lot. And it means a yeah. lot to players, just that he can try. Oh, for sure. But it's it's pretty funny listening to him 
in Spanish language interviews, and it makes you, you know, think of what, what Spanish-speaking players have to do in their English language interviews, right? Same kind of thing. Yeah, for real. And and the fact that he's trying. Yeah, that he he's, he's not ju- only dependent on the interpreter, but he's like he's like giving it a shot. Yep. So I, I plus for that. Um, a couple of boyfriends from the Astros I want to talk about. One is um, Michael Brantley. Mm-hmm. I would I think might have been like the first Astros boyfriend I picked after the scandal because he had just come over from Cleveland and I was a big fan of his set. So he didn't play for most of the season because he was out with a shoulder injury. Just found out today that. He had he basically called a team meeting after the Astros got shut out seven to nothing in Game Three, huh. and was like super pep talking, not like you know, goddamn it, get it get it in gear. It was like yeah. we're better than this, we can do this. Like and so like this guy who hasn't wow. been playing is like showing up as the veteran, as the as the guy who's sort of like I'm I'm on the bench, but I'm I'm here with you guys. We're all a team. We can do this. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. That's some boyfriend cred right there. I yeah, like and that it just goes to show that there's so many components into a winning team. You know, there's so yeah. much into the psychological aspect and the spirit and that, that team, whatever it is, that team clicks. So, you know, yeah. he played a part, even though he's injured. Yeah, and cool. I kind of like that it wasn't, you know, a guy who was actively playing, saying, well, I'm doing my part. Why aren't mm, you doing yours? Yeah, it that's... was, you know... I'm, I'm here. I'm just, I, I, I'm like, a, I'm a backbone here. I'm here for you guys. Yeah. So um, Jordan Alvarez was my, um, my, tw- Ooh, my 2021 cow. Astros boyfriend. And he kind of, you know, won the game because mm. um, he hit a 450 foot home run over the batter's eye. That's straight up center field. That's always yeah. like the deepest part of the park. Um, three run homer. Um, and that, and the, the truly amazing thing about that was his last big hit. I mean, he won um, game one of the ALDS on a, on a walk-off. Another monster home run. Yeah. yeah, that that was his home run. But then he slumped. He slumped hmm. horribly right. for the rest of the playoffs and the rest of the World Series. He struck out like 30% of the time. Oof. He was getting intentionally walked a whole bunch after that walk-off home run. Um, it, it was a horrible slump. And his batting coach... And he that, that very day of, of game six took was looking at some some video and they're like you know what your hands are like not in the right place and huh. that day they worked on corrections and that day he hit a four hundred and fifty foot so cool. home run three run homer to basically you know win win it in six for the Astros I think that was the second longest World Series home run did you see this after Freddie Freeman so it would have been with the Hammers last year. And I think it was 460. I think that was it. But it seemed like, and, you know, this goes into uh, Meredith and the baseballs stuff, um, you know, there, and there were two, like, specific years that there were bombs for World Series. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. But you know what? Jordan Alvarez is a big, strong yes. man. I yeah, do not do not disbelieve at any moment that he can hit a 450-foot. Yeah, home run. I think it was Jeremy Pena. As long who, as his hands are in the right place. There we go. I think Jeremy Pena said it was the longest home run he's, he, he said it was either the longest home run he's ever hit, but if there was a longer one, Alvarez had hit it That's too. What I saw that. Yeah. I, that really made me happy. So that, that he was a happy for me. But also, of course, Christian Vasquez was a huge happy for me and my dad. So dad, who's like, you know, lifelong Red Sox fan who's sort of grasping at, at straws for Hold what's Hold on. A, Are you what? making the World Series be about the Red Sox? Of course. Okay, <laughs> so just here we go. So me and my dad, my dad both, right? So dad says to me. Oh, good God. And this is before, before game six. Dad says to me, so did you see the picture of Christian Vasquez on the cover of the New York Times? And I was like. Christian Vasquez and he's like yeah Christian and those other players and it was it was that that picture I think I think this is the one that you of the four pitchers plus him 
together, but dad focuses on Vasquez. And then, of course, dad's next segue is, and that closer, he's fantastic, that Presley. You know, he was drafted by the Red Sox. And yes, dad, I know that. So, yes, you, me and dad. As my father-in-law would say, you come by this honestly. Yes, <laughs> me and dad, we made it all about the Red Sox. But, but Christian Vasquez, just like looking at him since then, he is floating on air. I mean, you know, the, the World Series win for sure, but after the no-hitter, He's the only catcher, right, for four different four different pitchers. And, and this goes back to something that we've discussed before, that I strongly believe that this was a combined no-hitter, and it was a fantastic thing, and it's the only one in World Series history. There's been one other no-hitter, but a no-hitter with one pitcher is different than qualitatively and quantitatively right, <laughs> than, both. than, than a, a no-hitter with four pitchers, which is a cool thing, but they're not equal. So I'm getting a little miffed at the stats, the, you know, the, yeah. the, the looking at the stats and counting them as equal no-hitters yeah. as we go along, because I don't think that's true. Yeah, if, if you listen to the show, you've heard me harp on this before. A no-hitter, a true no-hitter, one pitcher mm-hmm. going through, you know, nine innings and not the other team not getting a single hit is an amazing feat by the pitcher. Right. If a team can't get a hit off of a number of pitchers, that's a failure of the batters. You know, the pitchers are awfully good, but come on, the batters can't figure this out? I mean, well, you've got these, these, these pitchers coming yeah. in fresh. I mean, sure, yeah. but... Um, I, I think that just means that they're all good. Like, they're all they, doing their job. But they're all not going – I mean, yeah. there's something different about going nine innings yeah, and not getting hit and, and as opposed to doing, like, three right. outs yeah. and not getting hit. So, okay, great. A lot of people do that, though. Right. You know, I think those are kind of, like, individual things. So I think it's more of a failure on the side right. of the batters than it is a success of the pitchers if you're going right. to call it a no-hitter. Well, so then who gets the success, too? So maybe, you know, if you're looking at it that way, right, one, one, hit, one pitcher having a scoreless inning mm-hmm. happens a yep. lot, right? Yep. So somebody gets – that's the success for the magic of this being a really cool thing of the combined no-hitter. And I'm going to credit two people for that. One would be the manager for yep. making the right yes. calls and putting the right person in at the right time. And the other is Christian Vasquez. And think about this, though. So, you know, when, when, you, when you have the no-hitter and there's all the focus on the pitcher, there's also a degree of recognition of the catcher doing an amazing job. Calling especially the damn game. Exactly. Yes. If it's a very active yes. catcher who I'm knows what he's doing. But think about what Vasquez had to do. So he didn't – so when a catcher – and a pitcher get into a groove for no hitter. It's like, you know this guy, you know his arsenal, you yeah. know what he's got, you know what to call. He had to do that four times. Yeah, he did. So for four different pitchers with four different styles and four different arsenals, he had to lock in, call the right pitches, and just keep it going. So I think... Some there should be just some fucking award for Christian Vasquez. To yeah, go yeah. This. I don't. I don't think catchers get enough credit for really anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm tired of them getting crap for like, oh yeah, well you know they got thrown out at first because it was the catcher running. I'm like, I'm right. sorry, the catcher runs the damn game. Yeah, yeah. So the catchers need a lot more props. And so I, I appreciate you uh, giving them the props. Now see that I, that I can get behind. All right, so let's get behind the catcher. There's not that much room back there, but we can get back <laughs> the catcher. And and then also this the rest of the conversation with Dad is you know there's this big pride. There was this this pain at the trade deadline when he was traded, and and Vasquez didn't want to go. Like he was, and it was in the middle of that game with the Astros, and he had to walk over to the other side. And he asked Cora if he could still do batting practice with the Red Sox. It was a big emotional thing. Since that point, Xander Bogarts has been not, you know, talking a lot more about willing to being willing to separate from the Red Sox, just not happy with the organization. And then 
he gets like he gets the gold out of it. Like he yeah. gets he gets a World Series Series win. He gets to catch a combined no hitter, and so now Dad says. Ah, we're not gonna get him back. Like, what's yeah. gonna happen now? Not only we might not we get him back, but because the Red Sox misplayed this so badly, they might lose Bogarts, who can opt out at this point. So, I don't know. It's um, it, it's sad. It's definitely sad, and I'm a little bit stressed out about it. Uh, the only other interesting thing I think that I want to mention about this, the duo starting off, is that it was, I think maybe I'm making shit up. I think it was the first. Battery, uh, meaning a pitcher, pitcher catcher, starting off, who had in a no hitter, who both had the first name Christian Javier and Christian Vasquez, pitcher catcher, first name. I don't know, some magic, some magic there. So I like it. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna talk about some um, defensive sexy magic for the Ooh. Astros because I believe that two defensive plays in Game Five were the turning point. Yeah. We're absolutely the turning point. The first one is your boyfriend, Trey Mancini, Orioles legend. He was only in the game because Yuli Gurriel went out with a knee injury. Yeah. And he was going to be out for the rest of the series. Trey Mancini had been in a batting slump, so he hadn't been playing very much. He was DHing every once in a while. Not Nobody was very yeah. successful as, as a DH for the Astros for a while. So Trey Mancini's back at there at first place, and he makes this stunning, stunning play in the eighth inning of game five that saves two runs. It was a, like a 99-mile-an-hour you know, ground ball hit his way that he, he nabbed, got wow. the out, and it was amazing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And again, I'm like, is Adios going to get him back? <laughs> like you I were know. just saying. Like, I mean, but there's not a single person in Baltimore who begrudges Trey Mancini getting a World Series Yeah, run. so happy for him. And he did get a hit at some point, too. He so did, at he least get, he, can, yeah. he can like check all those boxes. Got the World Series ring, got the hit, made the stellar play. But that play. Come man. back to Baltimore. And the, the, the death knoll, I think, for the Phillies was also in Game 5 with um, future boyfriend Chaz McCormick. <laughs> all right, you've got your stakes in Possibly. Now. i got to check him out. But so far, so good. Um, the game-saving catch off the ball hit off of JT Realmuto's bat right he climbed the freaking wall yeah. made a miraculous catch and landed flat on his back in the outfield now a couple things about um chas mccormick that you'll hear about later when one or the other of us profiles <laughs> him as a boyfriend for the phil for, for the astros for next year is he grew up in philadelphia like the, oh the Phillies wow were his i didn't know team. that Oof. so he <gasps> this this catch that basically is the death knoll for the phillies wow. happens at the bank happens in philadelphia That's crazy. and he said he said, it was the best feeling ever. He's talking about being flat on his back <laughs> in the apple. He said, just laying there looking at the Phillies fans. Wow. I was speechless just how quiet the stadium was. It was one of the best feelings. Wow. Because that park never shuts up yeah. because these fans are rabid. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, they're, 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 they're a little edgy for me sometimes, but I appreciate the enthusiasm, <laughs> right? But that, that he could yeah. appreciate that because he was a Phillies fan growing up. And he shut that crowd down. That's the spectacular amazing. catch basically saved the freaking game for the Astros. So defense is sexy, my friends. That is so cool. Yeah. Wow. All right, my perhaps best premature boyfriend pick ever was Jeremy Pena, and I need to—I meant to go back before before recording, which of course I forgot again uh, to to check out which episode it was that I had I had picked him. But it was a couple years ago. It was it's way twenty. Twenty is twenty. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was way premature. He didn't even make it up that that season. But there was something about him that had uh, gotten my attention at that point, and now he has fucking everybody's attention. 
he had a week. I mean, he's had a, a, a year, definitely, but this week... First, we start off with the announcement of the gold gloves, and he's the first rookie shortstop to get a gold glove. Then there's the combined no-hitter, and he's starting at a shortstop in a combined no-hitter for the World Series. Then he's the first rookie shortstop to homer in the World Series. And uh, shout out to Junior Potty Mouth for crediting his upbringing in Rhode Island and all the shoveling that he had to do, which quickly led to the question of why Mr. Potty Mouth and I from Massachusetts are not hitting bombs and... Uh, I don't know. It would be snow shoveling for those of you who are not right. in a place where it snows and you're like shoveling what? Yeah. Yeah. Snow shoveling as a fitness a fitness routine. Mm-hmm. And then he went to UMaine and there's a lot of snow up there and a lot of character building by playing in very cold. So I think he kind of, you know, got got his cred early and was more than ready for the big leagues. And so uh, I think last week we mentioned that he was NCLS MVP and now World Series Most Valuable Player. That is crazy for a rookie. Absolutely crazy. He is only the ninth player to get both of those MVPs together in the same year, the CLS and the World Series MVP. In the World Series, he was batting 400, 1.023 OPS, and he led everybody in hits with 10 and led everybody in total bases with 15. So he is the first rookie position player to get World Series MVP. There are a couple of pitchers before him. He's third overall. So uh, the only other player to win an LCS MVP, World Series MVP, and a gold glove during their career was pitcher Oral Hershiser, who did it all in one year in 1988. But nobody else has done And he's a rookie. So he's clearly the only rookie who's done it and the only position player who's done it at this point. So holy cow, like smiley heart guy, Jeremy Pena is, I think, uh, stealing the hearts of everybody. So um, raise your glasses because I'm going to say adorable. Mm. I'm going to say adorable in a sports con- context He's because so the only thing more adorable than Jeremy Pena in his natural habitat is the damn caricature <laughs> of him that, that Fox Sports was using in oh. between the little cartoon of him doing the little heart thing. It's like, stop it. You're killing me dead. So cheers, everyone. The drinking game. I just said adorable a sports context yep and it'll be interesting stay tuned when he finally gets to sign a contract and comes out of his his uh you know beginning low payment phase of his career we'll see where he goes for sure um and just a a quick former baseball boyfriend uh, jose altuve is now the number one foreign born foreign born player in extra base hits altogether and jose altuve had had a very famous slump at the beginning of the playoffs and man did he kick it in he turned it around maybe his hands were in the wrong place too maybe his and jordan alvarez's hands were in the wrong place i don't know but boy them next to each other i would like to see that picture Yeah, for sure. So the very last out of the World Series was some boyfriend-on-boyfriend violence for Mm. me. It was Nick Castellanos who, damn it, could not get the ball out of the park Uh um, for the in in the series. That was that was very sad. Um, To Kyle Tucker, yeah, yeah, long long fly ball to Kyle Tucker for the last out, and it just kind of broke my little heart. But that's okay, that's okay. Um, The Phillies man had such a freaking run that was completely unexpected. And yes. I want to give yeah. that scrappy team that won my heart and soul yeah. um, a lot of credit. And a couple of, of um, my boyfriends on the team 
had some things to say afterwards that I really appreciated. JT Realmuto said, we didn't reach our ultimate goal, but this is the most fun I've ever had playing baseball Aww, the last month. That's my second favorite F word, fun. That's awesome. <laughs> that is so good. That's see, what it's about. That's what it's about. I mean, they play a game and they really leaned into it. They played hard. They yeah. played well. The bats didn't wake up towards the end there, but... They, they just had a great time together. Um, um, Brandon Marsh said, the guys here are special, man. Special is an understatement. The staff, everyone, front office to the grounds crew. Uh. said, I mean that. Seriously, everybody was one big family. It's deeper than baseball. Wow. More boyfriend cred yeah. right there. What Appreciating a- everybody, not just your buddies in the clubhouse. Good young guy. And you know what? So speaking of Brandon Marsh, I've been paying you know a lot of attention to his hair because of your comment about him wetting the hair. And Mr. Pottymouth, and because I, I have zero memory cells, uh, Mr. Pottymouth pointed out that we didn't mention that he doesn't actually use any products. Like, I think you said that he doesn't use product, like it's just water, like no gel, but he doesn't wash his hair. Except yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't washed his hair in a very long time. Yeah, no, he just, just wow. makes it wet. He just makes wow. it wet. I'm hoping that there'll be a little bit of attention to grooming in the yeah. off season. <laughs> I'm just saying because, I mean, had they won the World Series, I might let it go and say, okay, don't mess with this. But, um, yeah, it would be okay. It would be all right. So um, Philadelphia, with the rabid sports fans, became the first city to lose two championships in one day on Saturday when they lost the World Series and when um, the MLS Cup was being played in Los Angeles. The Philadelphia Union lost to LAFC. What a bummer national championships in one day. I'm so sorry, Philly fans. I haven't been looking at the the Philly news. Has there been anything smashed that's big or broken or not that that I have heard. Are you implying that Philly's fans get violent or say, I don't know, riotous? Well, all I know is that they were greasing the poles after the, the championship series win because they didn't want people climbing up poles. So there's something that might be happening sure. you know and as somebody from boston that's i understand how these things go yeah for sure for sure um okay so hey the, the gold glove awards um were announced on tuesday and it was the cool things about it for me were there were 14 first timers that's a lot which is a lot so again the gold gloves are basically um defensive uh, awards it's the best fielders at every position in both the american league and the national league okay. i'm sure it says sexy defense in the description it does well actually that's the fielding bible one but that's okay, okay. um because they they go off of a lot. I, I don't know. Uh, more I think, more I think, stats. I think so. I think okay. so. But one of the things that, that means a lot to me is that four Cleveland players, including our next year's uh, boyfriends, um, Miles Straw and Stephen Kwan, I'm guessing here that as yeah. our next year's boyfriends, um, won. And my last year's Cleveland boyfriend, Andre Jimenez, and also Shane Bieber, who has been on my pitching flock, all won for wow. uh, all won gold gloves for Cleveland. That's the first American League team that's had four gold glove winners since the 2003 Seattle Mariners. So that's pretty cool. So we had, you know, as usual, a pretty good boyfriend showing. Um, in the American League, uh, potty mouth boyfriends, former um, boyfriends include uh, uh, Vladimir um, Guerrero Jr. And um, gosh, Jeremy Pena, that sounds familiar. <laughs> and I had Jimenez, see above, and Kyle Tucker, and um, DJ LeMahieu, and um, mm-hmm. Shane Bieber. For the National League, Potty Mouth had Dansby Swanson and Trent Grisham and um, Mookie Betts. And I had JT Realmuto and Ian Happ and uh, Max Fried, who's also from one of my pitching flocks. So we did yeah. pretty well. I'm thinking, though, those are mostly from previous years, except for Kyle Tucker. Is that right? Is Kyle Tucker's a current year for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, but the rest are so all So you pretty, got a yeah. good current, like, yeah. you got the current year pick award. So we that's that's awards. pretty fun. I, 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 do, I do love a gold glove. Yeah. 
All right, just when you thought that baseball wasn't happening anymore, I'm going to keep you up on where you can continue to watch baseball until MLB comes back again. And one thing is Venezuela. And there was a lot of, um, of rumor this week related to Ronald Acuna, who got some, he got comeback player award. This week too for for MLB for oh that's but, a, yeah. yeah you know what I didn't look at those so maybe we'll report on those next yeah. week so those were those were awards that were voted on by teammates oh. by teams yeah. yeah he did get and and yeah don't don't quote me here as I put this on air that I I'm pretty sure he got something like that so he wants to play in Venezuela in the Liga de Venezuela Profesional de Baseball Baseball Profesional I don't know if I got those letters in the right order but Venezuelan league he has not played there before and he's actually kind of nervous about it. So why does he want to do this? And probably it's to build up for the World Baseball Classic. I don't know if he's officially announced um, participation in the World Baseball Classic, but he talks about wanting to play in Venezuela in order to do that. So fingers crossed. So first, there was a picture of him in the dugout for Tiburones de Guaira, uh, published in the Venezuelan press, saying, here comes Acuna. And the Atlanta team said, no, no, he's just um, practicing with them. It's We're not giving him permission to actually play. He can be there for practices. But as of yesterday, on Twitter, in the Tiburones, um, uh, what do you call that thread, uh, their, their site, the Tiburones post, um, is Acuna announcing, I got permission from Atlanta. Huh. I'm playing with the Tiburones. There is no information about timing or quantity. I don't know if the games are limited or when his start time is, but apparently he's going to be playing some Venezuelan balls. So a good reason to check out Venezuela and watch the Tiburones. Of course, if you listen back to last week, I am... I think, and now I'm getting all wishy-washy, I think I'm a new fan of the Caribes de Anzuategui, especially because of the Astudio presence, but I forgot Idelmarlo Vargas was one of my former baseball boyfriends, and one of the reasons why I chose him is because he was playing on the Cardinales de Lara, which is the team I had chosen before, and he apparently is now trying to woo me back. He did announce that he is back on the Cardinales and has started playing with them. And he's such a nice guy. So I don't know. I'm gonna maybe I need an audition period of time for you for could, the team or of the you year. could just enjoy the games mm. and wear one of those. I just hope both teams have fun. Everybody has fun shirts, yeah. you know, and just enjoy watching good players. Could do that. I mean, that would eventually you would pick a yeah. side because you can't not. But right. I think you could try to just say, hey, I like to watch you play. Right. And then I, I just feel like I need some more merch. I need some international really? merch. Yeah. Yeah. I need, I need international stuff. I'm I can't feeling. close my baseball t-shirt drawer. <laughs> Yo, well, there's that. But I've got the I've got the Nats line, I've got the Red Sox line, and then I've got the miscellaneous line. And I don't have much international stuff. I have some Taiwanese stuff from that successful successful year with the Lions. I have um, a lovely shirt made for me, especially by Infield Fly Girl, that is Orioles colors. So I have to be careful where and when I wear it. And then I have uh, all the time because you're a nose. Leones sweatshirt. And speaking of the Leones, they came. They didn't even or Leones. That would be lions in Taiwanese. Speaking of the lions, um, they didn't come even close this year. But CPBL Taiwanese baseball is currently in the Taiwan series, their World Series, the finals. And the reigning championship brothers, who won last year, as of the time of recording 
are up two to nothing over the monkeys, which I'm a little sad about because the monkeys actually won both halves of the season. Oh. This is another one where winning games, you know, like with the Phillies versus the Astros. Win them at the right time. Yeah, like if you win all the games in the season and then you can't deal with it in the championship. Um, remind but, me for a second. Didn't we? Didn't we say at one point that like the brothers were sort of like the Yankees ish yeah. of the of the the, the yeah yeah kind of kind of. So there, I don't know. We'll see what happens. They won last year, and I just feel like the monkeys. It just should be their turn. But we'll see what has happened by the time this podcast drops. Actually, um, over on that side of the world, kind of just go south to Australia. Is a place Are you to watch for down under. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Down under, <laughs> down under. Also, another place to watch um, familiar faces. Josh Reddick, who was on the last World Series championship Astros team in 2017, I, with a little yeah. asterisk, asterisk next to that. Yep. Um, also, I fell in love originally with Josh Reddick when he was on the Red Sox for a few years. He went to the A's. I think he also spent a year on the D-backs and somewhere else. But he and he he was a Golden Glove winner for outfield, and he is on his way to Australia to play for the Perth Heat. And he just wants to keep playing. You know, he was done with MLB. He's not going to get picked up by another team. He played a little bit in Mexico. And he literally said, I will play anywhere they want me to play. I love this game too much to not play anywhere. I'll play first base, shortstop, and heck, I'll even catch if they want me to. This is an outfielder. Yeah. So <laughs> let's see. I wish the best to Josh Reddick and having fun in Australia. And stuff happens. Like, you don't know what's going to come out of Australia. Rob Thompson manager of the almost World Series winning Phillies, um, <laughs> managed the Canberra Bush Rangers in the middle of the 90s. Bush 94, Rangers? That would be it. Okay. Bush Rangers. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the end of my cocktail. From 1994 to 95, 95. And Reese Hoskins I've heard of him. played on the Sydney Blue Sox 2015 to 16. So keep an eye on international baseball. You don't know what goes around, comes around, comes back. Fun stuff to watch. Hey, so as we go into the off-season from MLB, we talk a lot about the hot stove. And if you don't know the um, the history of why it's called the hot stove, it's basically like the water cooler, right? You've got this long winter with, um, if you didn't know potty math, mm -hmm. you think there was no baseball happening. <laughs> there is a lot of baseball happening, yeah. but there's no MLB games yeah. being played. And so people were hanging around, you know, hanging around, keeping warm over the hot stove, talking about baseball for months until spring training starts. Um, so the things that are going to be happening during this offseason for MLB are um, free agents are going to get picked up. A lot of players who are not yet eligible for free agency may be getting contract extensions. I mean, sometimes that happens during the season, but a lot of it happens yeah. in the offseason. Um, minor league baseball uh, union negotiations should be going on now because they hope to have that minor league contract in place before spring training. And a lot of management changes. Now, a lot of management, like front office changes have happened. We haven't talked about them yet. We've been saving them because we've had, oh, I don't know, a World Series to talk about. Yeah. So we'll start talking about that next week. But um, fun fact. The top five free agents on the market, based on one of the many lists of the top 100s, are the following. Carlos Correa of the Twins, Trey Turner of the Dodgers, Dansby Swanson of Atlanta, Aaron Judge of the Yankees, and Xander Bogarts of Boston. Fun fact, four of those five are shortstops. There are a lot yeah. of super good shortstops as free agents, so it's going to be 
fascinating where they go. Are there teams going to try to sign them to long-term yeah. extensions? I bet the Dodgers are going to be going after Trey Turner. And Boston, maybe, depending on how Xander's feeling. Oh, totally. Well, it's, it's Boston, I think, is definitely interested. I think, I think Xander is understandably disenchanted and probably – he's doing some thinking in Aruba right now, which is a lovely place I to be I want to go to Aruba to think. Yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering, I'm hoping that maybe this glut of shortstops means that he has to consider – Boston more seriously because there are other people out there in other places and there's competition. So Boston wants them. Please, Xander, they stay need, in Boston. Well, Boston's got a pony up. Yeah, they I do. I mean, they a lot – and like and Aaron Judge. I mean, everyone's like, oh, he's, he's going to be Yankee forever. Is he? Right. I don't know. I, I mean, the Yankees can afford to pony up, but are they going to? Um, one – this – one of your former boyfriends, um, Vladdy, uh, had a, a, an interview with a Spanish-language uh, journalist this past week, and um, he's not eligible for free agency for a couple more. I think 2025. Okay. Although hopefully Toronto, um, a lot of Toronto fans are hoping they'll sign him to a yeah. to a you know a contract extension to keep him um, mm-hmm. instead of having him go to free agency in a couple years. He said the following, which makes some of us very happy: "I like to play in New York. I like to kill the Yankees. I would never <laughs> sign with the Yankees. Not even dead." <laughs> So I am amused by that. He hits a lot of home runs against the Yankees, both in Yankee Stadium and at home. And I was like, yeah, I like to play him, but I don't want to be one. Can you – he would – That's I don't know if it's just the haircut. Is the haircut? Right. Wait, or the whole thing. I think that's part of it. He's not going to cut his hair, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> also, I don't, he just seems like such a blue jay. It's some – some guys are just really hard to picture elsewhere. And, yeah. And I think the blue jays should be doing the right thing for well, him. Well, Toronto fans certainly think that he yeah. should stay a blue jay forever. So we'll see if they um, – if, if, if team ownership and management, you know, ponies up for that. Um so I just did the schedule. I started the schedule for, oh, for boyfriends. Thank you so much. Just to kind of time it out. Yeah. I haven't done. So when we profile boyfriends in the offseason, we start at the bottom of the standings, the lowest ranked National League team and the lowest huh. ranked American League team the first week. And then we work our way up to the ne- So again, you know, you're not going to see the top two teams in, in, as far as the World Series is concerned yeah. in, in, our, in our final week of profiles because they weren't necessarily the – the number one team. So it's interesting. It's I, We always say, hey, I can't believe we're talking about them already or, yep. or we haven't talked about them till now. Broke my heart that the first two teams we're going to talk about are the Washington Nationals dead last in all of the National League yeah. and Oakland, who may or may not still be in Oakland. Um, <laughs> so I don't know, but those will start wow. early December. Um, I have to confer with Potty Mouth about like the, the you know what date we really want to okay. go to see if we want to like work around some holidays. Right. Um, but we'll probably start the first like two weeks of December doing oh, the that's profiles. Interesting. I thought that we were going to be in trouble because of the um, long season, because of World Series ending ending later than usual. I thought that that was going to crunch us, but I'm happy to hear yeah. that it does no, not. Actually, the um, opening day is April 7th. It's like a full week, almost a full week later than it was this year. So huh. that bought us some extra time. I, I think but it's the World Baseball Classic. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. mean, it's good that they're giving that yeah. fair time. Oh, and just like a side note, this was my first time ever that the there was – MLB on my birthday that there was like a major league baseball game on my birthday on November 5th that's that was a weird feeling that is I was appreciative yeah. drunk and appreciative but a weird feeling <laughs> I'm so proud. <laughs> hey, speaking of drunk, when we wind up today, we're going to go out it. to meet some more friends and have some more cocktails to celebrate Potty Mouth's birthday. Happy birthday, Potty Mouth. Thank you. Thank I you. love to celebrate with you. I, do. I, I appreciate that, and I, I like celebrating with you, too. 
and then, be fun. And then, like, the whole rest of the week, I don't know, like I said, I've got some, like, some TV shows to catch up on that I haven't been watching because, we're, you know, baseball. We're going to see Black Panther on Thursday. <gasps> we're going to go see Black Panther on we Thursday. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited about that. Vote, people. I This this, oh, yeah. this drops um, noon, on election day. On election day. So if, you, if there's still time for you to go vote and you haven't done it, please vote. Use that right while you have it, or you won't. Oh, God, that sounded threatening. I know. Well, it's true. It's yeah, like it is kind of a doomsday dude, thing, we but for sure. If we don't fucking use our voting rights, we're going to lose them. Vote while you can. Yeah. Wow, that was fun. But yeah, right. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. And um, hey, um, we don't want to talk to you about who you voted for because it's none of our damn business. But if other things you want to talk to us about, like, you know, your feelings about the World Series or, or, you know, who you think we should pick as boyfriends in the coming season or, you know, what you want to correct about what we told you today, because <laughs> that happens too, please find us on social media. Yeah. If you're still on Twitter... We will read your messages at NCIV Podcast. I'm still going to post there, you know, when we put stuff out and and whenever. But Twitter's getting to be a weird place. So stay tuned for more stuff. But we are on Facebook and Instagram also at NCIB Podcast. You can find us on on email, ncibpodcast at gmail.com. And we have a website, which is no crying and b-ball. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Wait, I fucked up. Did you? Facebook and Instagram were no crying and b-ball. That's right. Yep. Okay. Reverse. You'll find us. You know, yeah. you, you know how to work the Google. Right. You can find us for yeah. darn sure. Until then, get your booster so you can play safely, my friends. Um, fight the man is the right thing to do. Get out there and vote. Send your game balls to Meredith. And until next week, say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. Okay, there's no baseball today. Are you all right? How are you feeling? (laughs)